When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the same old Arsenal podcast. A disclaimer. I apologize for my voice being very husky. No, I'm not hungover. No, it's not because of illness. It's literally because I went to the Emirates today and shouted myself hoarse. Um, I was on Twitter uh, earlier and I was joking and saying to people, you know, bring your dinner, bring everything and all of that sort of stuff. And frankly, I did exactly what it, Ron Seal, I did exactly what it said on the tin. Uh, We will be joined by Cookie in a bit, but before Cookie joins us, because we are, we are, uh, myself, Amanda, who's obviously you can see on the screen, or if you're listening to audio, then you know that Amanda's now in, but uh, Cookie will be joining us in a second, but this is kind of, I guess, the, not downside, but this is the upshot of what happens when you get three season ticket holders, it all becomes a little bit messy to try and organise the post-match stuff as everyone tries to get home. Amanda, I hope your team won. (laughs) <laughs> I have literally walked in the door about eight minutes ago, stuffed a bit of salad down my throat, run upstairs, discussing with you and cooking what we got to do and just got on. And I, it, it's really hard to know where to start because there's so much to talk about. We're all so happy. I did not foresee it. I predicted to all that so I'm not going to sit here and go, never in doubt. Um, what I did not predict was how effing well our team played, apart for 30 seconds at the end mm. of the first half, which we'll come to. Mm-hmm. But what was lovely, I was up very early today at uh, Arsenal. I say Highbury because I went to visit Highbury and someone said, maybe you've brought us luck. That could bring us luck. I had loads of pictures outside the East End and it was fantastic. Great atmosphere. I just, I, I, I actually want to mention the atmosphere, young Christopher, because Palace was so dead. I, I even tried to start a song. It was that bad. Today was how it was last year. It was 
incredible. And I'll never forget Red Action doing a tweet this week saying, bring your fucking dinner, bring everything. And I loved it so much because I love Red Action. I'm going to give him a little shout out. Go and follow him on Twitter. Um, I had a feeling it would be loud, but come on. Did you think it would be that loud, Chris? I mean, you're in the hub of it. You are in the main part and block six, aren't you? I'm East and Upper, and it was loud. And I I could only count 10 seats in the whole stadium for what I was looking at that were empty. And everyone was up singing. Everyone was. I know we've got to start at the beginning. Take it away. And good evening to everybody in the chat room, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening to everybody in the chat room. Please say hello, um, make some comments, uh, say nice things. Uh, Just before we get really cracking, let's just uh, give a little bit of a shout out to Ruth Beck Art, who is our sponsor for this podcast. Ruth has very kindly been our sponsor for a number of months now. And uh, at some stage during the evening, we will show some uh, images of some of the great stuff that Ruth does. So, yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Ruth Beck Art. And this delicious podcast is especially going to be quite tasty tonight. And uh, hello to everyone in the chat. Hello to uh, Avon, to Matthew, to Phil Macker, to John, Gentile, Trevor. You are in for a treat, people. And uh, you are going to enjoy this evening. And at this juncture, Yay! it's time to introduce the third, the uh, the final of our tripod as he gets his headphones in. James Cook. Did you have a good afternoon? <laughs> I had a very good afternoon, mate. Very good afternoon. The one bit I didn't enjoy was TFL making it an absolute nightmare for me to get oh. to and from the Emirates. But apart from that, you know, all worth it to be back with you, wonderful people. I'm a little bit sweaty, a little bit out of breath, but I'm here now and I'm looking forward to it. Mate, what you've missed, uh, just for the uh, lovely people on uh, video and audio who might be watching this afterwards, is uh, you've missed just us talking about how this is the beauty of the live streaming in the uh, as season ticket holders we all just arrive at different times and uh, so yeah uh, some of us haven't had any dinner some of us have shoved the salad down at us and some of us have been uh, at the mercy of TFL but let's uh, crack right into I'm gonna start with you James crack right into the lineup so um, David Ryer in goal Ben White right back Saliba uh, and uh, Mag Gabriel uh, and Zinchenko as our back four. We had Martin Odegaard and Jorginho and Declan Rice as our midfield. And then we had Saka, Havertz and Martinelli. Um, Were you, James Cook, slightly concerned that once again, Gabriel Jesus is out and that Jorginho was uh, holding that midfield? Now, it's easy to say this in hindsight. So tell me truthfully. Before the game, were you concerned about us getting overrun or did you think, I'll take that, we'll do it? Yeah, I was absolutely fine with the team, to be quite honest with you. I think when Jorginho's played this season, apart from the game against Spurs when he was at fault for the equaliser, if we're going way back to the 2-2 earlier on in the season, every time he's played with Declan Rice, I think he's been magnificent. And it's no coincidence that in that game where he was exposed against Spurs, it was when he was coming on in place of Declan Rice. So when he's got someone next to him to mop up and just let him do what Jorginho does. I know he's a year older, he's 32, he's not getting any younger, but I think he's a much better player than when we first signed him because he's not having to play as that lone six and he's got just a world-class midfielder alongside him that lets him do the things that he's really good at. With regards to habits up top, I was fine with that. It worked so well in the cup. I thought it worked to great extent again today. The one thing I was frustrated about was Gabriel Jesus just being completely out of the team. And I'm sure we're going to go on to talk about him 
as an individual later on. But I was really frustrated that once again, he's just broken down. Again, he's proven to be a player that's just not reliable. And I think, you know, if I'm being quite honest, we've got to have a serious debate about whether we can rely on him as Arsenal's long-term number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And that's a debate that we'll park for another day. Uh, Amanda, um, you just heard me read out the... Uh, what we're going to do, uh, ladies and gents, is we'll probably go backwards or forwards on this because then just, every other podcast will do chronology and they'll do like the first goal, the second goal. Let's go backwards or forwards. Let's be a bit random because uh, um, James talked about Jorginho there. Uh, before Can I just that... say something, though? But James, you were concerned about the firepower off the bench because I tweeted you and you said what we... who. I'm worried because who's going to come off the bench and score if we're chasing a goal? And I tweeted you, you probably ignored me. And I said, we won't need to chase. How weird is that? You're right. I'm wrong. But no, to be fair, like we... (laughs) No, no, I was worried. Trust me, when I saw that bench, I was like... Yeah, but then again, like, you know, with Trossard coming on off the bench, I think I've been worried about him recently because he's not been as good as he was last season. But I think against Forest, he was excellent. And um, the game before that, I thought he was good. And then again, coming off the bench and just being brilliant again today, I think him and Martinelli, they're they're really finding their form at the moment. So we do look a little bit lightweight on the bench. And I was a bit worried when you look at Liverpool and they've got Nunez, they've got Elliot, they've got Robertson that all came on. And we just... You know, looked a little bit threadbare, but now credit to Trossard um, and Kivior as well, because he came on and was excellent. So yeah. I think uh, despite us maybe having a few less options, the guys that did come on outshone the Liverpool substitutions. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one because um, a lot of people have been uh, saying, you know, have been sort of biting their lips when it comes to Kivior and uh, playing at left back. But I think you're right, James. I'll make you right that I thought he had, he had a really, really good second half. So Amanda, Liverpool team was Alisson, Trent, it was Canate, Van Dijk, uh, Gomez, uh, Jones, McAllister, Gravenberch, Gakpo, uh, Jota, and then Diaz. Uh, did that make you nervous? And then just give us a bit of a general feelings around the first, I think, sort of 15, 20 minutes. Let's start with the first 15, 20 minutes, because I thought we were pretty good, weren't we? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Liverpool just made me nervous. Just everything about them. They're just everything. So, for me, I went in quite... Um, what's that word like apprehensive I wasn't going yeah we're gonna win 3-1 yeah I mean look I was up for the game I couldn't wait very excited Um, I looked at the team and I thought normally you see Salah obviously wasn't there they've been playing well Liverpool they're top of the league can't take that away from them however it didn't worry when they when we first kicked off I sort of relaxed a little bit first couple of minutes because I thought this is what we want. We want them. We want our players at them, up them, at them, up them, whatever you want. We wanted that. We wanted it to come out all guns blazing. Excuse the absolute pun here, but we did. And I loved it. And I think that when the team all plays together like that, I can't fault an I can't fault a player today, apart from Saliba and Raya, for those split 10 seconds of n- absolute idiocy. Idiot. You know what I mean? Idiot. Idiocy. Yep. Idiocy. Um, I can't fault anybody for anything. I mean, Raya throwing the ball out to Martinelli, I think, and then Martinelli doing the most beautiful cross-across ball and Saka just misses it. If that goes in, I think 
you'd have heard us in Timbuktu. It mm. was incredible. And I love Raya for that. I love what he does when he releases the ball that fast. However, I thought we were absolutely awesome. Um, I said it, I tweeted it for 48 and a half minutes. It was all us. Well, and it didn't feel like we were playing Liverpool. It it, it just didn't look, you, there's two sides to it, isn't it? Were they bad or were we good? It's both. They were woeful, but we were outstanding. And even in the second half when they came back at us, but, you know, we'll talk about that. But I was okay with the team, a little bit concerned about Zinni, and I was on the concourse having my green tea and listening to a group of guys behind me slating Zinni, concerned about, I wouldn't play him in these games. He's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, he is good enough. If he concentrates and doesn't do stupid things, thought it was all right today. I didn't have any issues. But Arteta, tactics, spot on. And, yeah. and the fact that when um, Klopp, sorry, brought on three subs and then he brings on Kivior. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can't fool him. Yeah, absolutely can't fool him. So, um... It was the it was a it was a very very similar situation to what we had in the FA Cup. Uh, in the FA Cup in January, the beginning of January, we took it to them. I think we were more aggressive. We were more front footed. What I will say, which I think is interesting about the Zinchenko thing, is that from my perspective, I thought Zinchenko played a little bit more conservative in terms of a yeah. more natural left back. We weren't. So I didn't see him. And again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are we are going live post-game, having none of us having watched the benefit of watched it on TV. So it's a bit more of a different vantage point that you get and we watch everything live. So you are just getting the raw emotions of today. But for me, um, Zinchenko was playing as a bit more of a natural left-back. So tactically, that was clearly something that Arteta and Arsenal had identified. Diego Jota is somebody that's got something like eight goals or nine goals in his last 10 or 11 games, goal and assist contributions in his last games against Arsenal. So Arsenal knew that he was a threat and I think we did the right thing to mitigate it. And in that first half, 
Liverpool did not have a shot on target. Re I reiterate, Liverpool in that first half, first 45 minutes, did not have a shot on target. And we go up, uh, James, we go up on 15 minutes with Bakayo Saka. It's a really good ball from Erdegaard. Um, I don't want to, on a day like today, we, we should just be positive. And I don't want to, like, I'm not going to touch too much on the negatives. We'll probably have to do the second, their equaliser. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. But Kai Havertz probably, like, because he's put in through Erdegaard, he probably should bury that. But Saka's there to finish. James, thoughts? Beautiful move. And I think that just capped off what was a brilliant display from Erdegaard as well. That pass, that's kind of been missing from his game recently. But I thought someone put it in the chat box that it was just a true captain's performance. And we've maybe missed them a little bit in recent weeks, but he, he was fantastic. That summed his game up. And brilliant run from Havertz, who as well was excellent. I mean, he it was him that resulted in Canate getting sent off. He drew so many fouls, brought so many other players into the game. The only thing he didn't do was put that ball in the back of the net. Yeah. And I think the place would have gone potty if he'd have scored that. His chant would have been raucous and he deserved it for the uh, for the performance he put in. But that's the the one flaw in his game. I mean, he just puts it right at Allison. Anywhere else it goes in, but it's right at Allison. And you have to say it's brilliant from Bukayo Saka to be in the right place at the right time. It's fortunate that he f it falls to him, but he takes it down really well. The first touch is brilliant. The yep. finish is great. Makes it 1-0. No complaints from me. Yep. And Amanda, at that point... Um, so I've, as you can hear from my, uh, if anyone listens to the podcast regularly, my voice is absolutely obliterated. I think that was the point in which my voice uh, left me. It left my body and I'm only just recovering now. Um, get some thoughts from you on that goal. What was your reaction? What was Carl's reaction? Uh, you know, how did you feel? And uh, yeah, just give me uh, any other thoughts on uh, that Saka goal and uh, and uh, Havertz as well. And give me actually general thoughts about Havertz's performance as well, because I'm, Almost echoing. I can't really add too much to James's thoughts. I, I would give Havertz a seven or eight out of ten. What stops it from being a nine out of ten is he should have buried that. But I'm okay with that. Ultimately, we've won and he's had a good performance. Now, weirdly, um, and I'm a very pro Havertz uh, supporter. I didn't think he was that great today. And I was screaming for Emil Smith-Rowe to come on instead of him. I wanted Emil Smith-Rowe on from about 35 minutes onwards. But he should have buried it. Um, and it was disappointing. I'd have loved him to have scored. I really would. Um, should have buried it, really. Lucky Saka was there. And, yeah, he goes in. Now, we all go mad. And I think I went into a little bit of shock because I didn't expect... You know, I always talk about rubber the green, a bit of luck. Mm. Um, you need the ball to fall for you. I mm. don't care who argues me. That ball fell for us first half. It really did. There were so many tackles that went in. The ball fell for us. Um, and that we needed that bit of rubber the green. We we had it. Saka was there. Puts the ball in the net. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't remember them having a shot the whole game. I don't remember Raya making a massive save the whole game. I don't... I, I'm trying to think if there was anything really, because obviously, as you know, I've got a lot of Scouse mates, a lot of Mank mates, a lot of Evertonians. Everyone said we deserve to win it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Can I just, sorry to interrupt two secs. What was the feedback? Cause I um, WhatsApped you beforehand and you said uh, all of your Scouser friends had all gone a bit quiet. What's no, no, I went quiet. <laughs> well, all right, I did. What's, their, what's their pre and what's their post-match vibes? Okay, so pre we didn't talk because I don't, I just can't. I'm, I'm too nervous. I was quite nervous today. Um, but post, my scouse mate who sits in the cop 
WhatsApp me straight away, said fully deserved. I, I, I've got quite a few mates that are actually quite decent football fans that would just say mm. as it is. They're not idiots. He said fully deserved. We weren't at the races. Your football was awesome. Second half, we came back into it. But the minute you got that goal, it was all over. Um, he doesn't understand what his goalkeeper was doing, which we'll get into in a moment. We'll come to that, yeah. But generally, and um, City wanted us to win because they think we're the easiest ones to bottle the league, I suppose, as people say, um, and they don't like them anyway. Um, but generally, the feedback's been from other fans, of friends of mine, straight away. And if they would have said anything different, I would have been launching at them on WhatsApp in, my, in the car on the way home. No I've one had, had. Sorry, sorry to two, two seconds. I've had one uh, message from a friend of mine just saying, oh, another Liverpool fan has said should have been a draw. And I'm like, nah. No, 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 no. Even the Twitter fans, um, some of my Twitter friends, or uh, my friend, Scouse friends on Twitter, who are not my friend friends, but known for quite a few years, yeah. they were just said, one of them said, we're woeful. At half time, he went, we're woeful. How we won all? Thanks for the goal, because he said we were never going to score. Um, and I just feel, I just feel, you know, if it had been the other way around, I, was, I straight away messaged them as well and say, you know what, you took the game, we lost, whatever. So that's how we talk. So I knew that there wasn't going to be any ridiculousness where my back's going to go up and stuff yeah. like that. I didn't talk to any of them during it before the game, and I didn't see anyone there apart from Arsenal. But what what I will say is, I'm so proud. I that. That that first half was what we've been screaming for. You know, every mm. player was fighting. Every player. But 10 seconds before Saliba did what he did, I said to Carl, and he'll back me up in the chat room, I said to Carl, there's something about Saliba today. He just doesn't seem at it. He just, don't know. It just felt a little bit soft in a few challenges. But I wasn't criticising. I just felt there was a few challenges. He was a little bit awry with them 10 seconds before and that's in front of all actually cooks you sit above it don't you you're to the right of it and I'm to the left of it and I was looking mm. down I went mental at half time I was so proud but so annoyed I was screaming at everybody around me so I can't believe what I've seen and you know we haven't seen any replays I haven't seen it yet I've still not seen People tweeted me and said, you know, Gabriel Hambald, you know, whatever. But they're blaming Saliba and Raya. I don't mm. know who's to blame. All I can say is we gave them a goal. They were nowhere near our goal. And we yeah. gave them that goal. Yeah, it was a bit of a disappointing one, James, from my perspective. So I have seen a couple of replays of it. Um, where we lay, where do you lay the blame there? So from my perspective, it's a ball over the top. It looks like it's a fairly comfortable one to deal with. And you expect the the striker, Luis Diaz, to, to challenge on it. But for me, from my perspective, I just feel like, and maybe it's just because when I was a kid and growing up, um, I was a keeper. I just feel like the goalkeeper's got to be a bit more commanding. There's more that can be done. I, you know, Saliba's not faultless, but I just feel like if the goalkeeper says something like just... Lob it out for a corner. Lob it out for a, a throw-in. Touch it back to me and I'll boot it out. They're just It just feels like the goalkeeper's got to do more in his communication. What's your perspective? I feel like in these situations, we just make the simplest of things way more complicated than they need to be. And that's what the most frustrating thing about it is because Liverpool did not have a sniff in that first yeah. half. And we'd have got, if we'd have gone on not to have won this game, even if, if it had been a draw, I'd have been furious because we just gave 
we gave them that. We might as well have just kicked the ball into our own net. It was it was pitiful, like really, really, really bad. Straight out of the Scolacci handbook. It was absolutely <laughs> appalling. Um, I, I mean, I think the, the whole defence, well, the, the three players that are around Diaz are culpable. Gabriel, Saliba, Raya. Some might say I'm being a bit harsh on Gabriel, but my point of view on that is someone in that moment has to make a decision. None of them did. Mm. They all just backed off. They they keep backing off and backing off and backing off. And Gabriel's the one that, you know, takes the brunt of it because it goes in off of him and it looks worse on him than it probably actually is. But one of Raya or Saliba has to say, I'm getting rid of this. Saliba either has to just boot it out or Raya has to come and claim it. They're just backing off, backing off. Mm. And there's three Arsenal men around Diaz and somehow he gets that ball into the box and it comes off Gabriel. It's just amateur. Like, I hate to say it because there was so much that was good about today. But if we do that against any team in the Premier League, there, there, there are going to be instances where we might not come back to win 3-1. And that's a concern. But I'm hoping it's a once in a blue moon thing because our defence has been imperious this season. But when we do concede, it seems to be of our own making. Yeah. Do you know what's really interesting about that, Owen? I'm happy to almost park it because Liverpool up until today had the best defence. I think now as a result of us scoring three against them, we've now got the best defence in the league. Um, Liverpool have been a team that have lost once before uh, today's game. Uh, And so from my perspective, I'm almost a bit like, I'm quite happy to just chalk this off. I do acknowledge what you're saying. Like we can't do that stuff again, but ultimately they are. And I think Arteta said it post game. They're probably at the moment, up until this point, the best team. Well, they are, by you look at the league, they're the best team in, arguably the best team in Europe. And we uh, we did them a number today. So we go in half time, and um, a couple of beers was uh, were, uh, were consumed by my good self and uh, a few of my friends. And a bit of a shout out to uh, Andrew Fife, who's disappearing off to um, Singapore. Uh, so I uh, had a couple of beverages with him and uh, we all just were wringing our hands at how disappointing it was. And then the second half kicks off. And this is a, Liverpool. This is an interesting thing because Liverpool are a second half team. Like I've seen a lot of people talking about that. I've heard that amongst a couple of like Liverpool fans. But you really saw it in that second half. And so for the first 10, 15 minutes, I was a little bit nervous, Amanda, about where we were at. But we sort of it was a bit. I don't. I wouldn't say it was all them. I wouldn't say it was all us. It was a bit sort of backwards and forwards. But then uh, we hit the 67th minute, and I, I think Liverpool were just feeling really, really guilty about being so terrible, and still, and still, and still getting away with a goal in the first half. That, that uh, Gabriel puts a ball over the top, and I think Van Dyke and uh, and Allison were just feeling really, really charitable, and that's why they gifted Martinelli a goal. What do you reckon? Do we think that's why Van Dyke kicked Havertz on the pitch? Because I don't think anyone's seen this. I don't know why. Oh, I we'll come to it. that. Let's come to that. Pause. Oh, that. you we'll did see it. Cool. Yeah, okay. I did see um, it right in front of me. So we'll listen, come to that in a minute. But talk about I, the goal. I I don't only watch Arsenal games. I watch a lot of football. And Allison for me is an outstanding goalkeeper. What I've seen today has shocked me because a goalkeeper to make one mistake, I, I totally get it. You know, happens. They're not robots, they're human. The first one was just so funny that it was fantastic and fully deserved. Mm-hmm. But the second one that he's done, it was like Jesus last week with the goal. Um, who was the goalkeeper he scored again? 
Matt Turner. Mm -hmm. It was similar through the legs. What is their basic goalkeeping? I couldn't believe Alisson has... Sorry, my throat's going as well. I couldn't believe Alisson has made two, two absolute schoolboy errors. Lovely. Place went mental. I think for the second goal, Chris, didn't the players come over to where you are? Yep, right over in our corner. Right in your corner, yeah. And um, place goes mental. But then you're like, you're at 2-1. And you're like, it's 20 minutes to go. It's too long. 20 minutes plus extra time. Say half hour. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, we're 2-1 up. Is it possible? Are we going to get a draw? I was like this. I was worrying we would get a draw. Because I went for two all, Cookie, you went for two nil, Liverpool. So you were positive. Um, I I just kept thinking, oh my god, my. You didn't ask me for my. Uh, no, you weren't pre-wood. on the show. We did it with Melvin. I'd have, I'd have said three one. I'd have said. 3-1. Oh yeah, of course you would. Yeah, yeah, you did. I'll write that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was like. And, and then all of a sudden, because I was really relaxed at the beginning because I didn't expect us to win, then all of a sudden we were two one up, and I'm like. I'm getting more stressed now. And also, remember, I'm not as young as you, Tay. And my heart rate was like, it's like, what are you doing to us? You're now giving me hope that we can actually go and beat Liverpool. And Alison has messed up. And Virgil van Dijk, who is not as good as he was, that is for sure. Um, and yes, I know what you're saying about Liverpool second half. And they did come out stronger, but most teams would. You know, one all, they've gone in one all with 30 seconds. You know, they've scored that. Well, they didn't actually score today, as Jurgen Klopp said on the radio. Arsenal scored four goals and he laughed. It's true, they haven't scored a goal today. Um, you, you expected Liverpool to come out like that. But what we didn't do, which was lovely, was falter. And the crowd didn't get on their backs. The crowd, we were magnificent today. Absolutely magnificent. Absolutely. And we were on it. We were absolutely on it. It was from the first into the last. And the fact that a couple, uh, I think we've all got sort of hoarse voices uh, for you guys who, if you were um, like not lucky enough to obviously be there, we, we the three of us consider ourselves very, very lucky to be able to go to games. Um, and we sung ourselves hoarse and the crowd got behind it. Um, I do want to talk about the Van Dyke stuff, James. Did you see the uh, situation like with the Van Dyke, because I, I mean, I'm happy to talk about it in a bit more detail because it happened literally about 10 metres in front of me where ball goes over to the, because I'm a two and up. Um, it's uh, I think it was in the 70s sort of minutes and the ball goes over into the corner right towards the uh, block five corner. So if you're watching it on TV, it's in the bottom left hand corner and Havertz goes down and then uh, Havertz stays down um, and what was interesting is that they're in the bottom left-hand corner. They've got a little guy. They've got a guy who's got like one of those sky sort of camera things. James, you'll be able to probably tell me the exact details. But you know the ones where it's got all wrapped around, and so it's like the motion cam type thing. And he didn't get anywhere near. It didn't seem to go anywhere near that bit. But it happened right in front of me, and from my perspective, it looked like Havertz just absolutely larruped uh, Jesus, which. I just thought it was interesting that it wasn't even picked up on. But James, did you see that at all? Or like, have you got any thoughts on it? Or have you seen any post stuff on it? Um, did you just say Havertz Lamptezus? Sorry, no. <laughs> I hit that right. <laughs> Van Dyke, Van Dyke, Larrupt, uh, Havertz. Um, I saw him go down, but I didn't actually see what the contact was. So if you were sat 
right in front of it. You might be, because I'm up in the gods, so you might be better to give a... Okay, uh... so basically, the, the ball goes into the corner and Havertz is shielding the ball and he goes down. There's a bit of a sort of a tussle thing. But then, as, as they're both sort of crumpled on the floor, I see Van Dyke literally kick Havertz into yeah, the Dyke. body. Like, he yeah. booted him into the body. Yeah. And I've seen a few people say in, like, the chats, like, Sky cameras didn't really show much of it. That's a red card. If he's boot- and he meant it. I saw him. Like, there's one thing, like, a tumble going down, but he kicked out at him, and yet there's been nothing said about it. It just drives me a bit insane. But I'll, we'll move on from that, because I think it just seemed to happen into my corner. But So, we're 2-1 we're up, James. A um, little bit nervous. And uh, 88 minutes hits, and uh, there's a red card that happens. Talk us through the red card. Talk us through your thoughts a bit. And also, let's also uh, have a little chat about... Jurgen Klopp, who post-game has been moaning about that and saying that, I think he was saying that Havertz was game-playing. Any thoughts? (laughs) Well, I mean, look, if you want to look at it that way, he played the game fantastically, didn't he? Because it wasn't just that foul he drew today. He drew several. And I'm not sure if it was him as well that drew the initial foul from Canate for the first yellow cards, but he was just so good at doing that today. He was such a nuisance. He was so good at holding up the ball and just, you know, getting Liverpool players drawn into him to make those fouls. Um, so delighted to see Canate go off. And at that point, you can just take a bit of a deep breath, bit of a, mm. you know, yeah. yeah, it's okay. You know, we should go on to see it out now. But you never know with Liverpool. At 2-1, even with a man down, even though I think we'd really come into our own at that point, there's always that opportunity that, you know, Nunez could pop up at the back post and anything could happen. But I thought after that point, um, we were in total control if we weren't already. And then Trossard finishing it off to make it 3-1. Um, it was just perfect. You know, those last 10, 15 minutes were absolutely perfect from an Arsenal point of view. And Canate getting sent off as well is great for us because that will hopefully have an impact in Liverpool's next game as well. So, yeah, really pleased from um, from a Havertz point of view that he was able to do that, to contribute in, in so many ways today, in, in that essence, for sure. Um and with regards to Klopp's comments, I mean, look, he, he's a winner, isn't he? And he's he doesn't take losing particularly well. Um, and I'm not surprised in the slightest by his comments. They were always going to be a little bit sour. But uh, what I am surprised about is Jamie Carragher, because I actually think he's a okay-ish pundit and he usually remains quite impartial. But not when it's about Liverpool. Yeah, not it's not. Definitely he's saw another really, side to him today. He's really a good pundit on everybody else. But when it's Liverpool, he's sour grapes. What does he say, James? Because I haven't seen yeah, what's it. it. What, what do you, what do you mean, By the Jay? way, once James has finished, I've got a few quotes that yeah, let's do Carl it. would we'll send us. Right, go on. So there was a moment at the end of the game where Erdegaard and uh, Stuart McFarlane, the Arsenal photographer, are just yes. having a little moment. And um, Erdegaard's kind of having a joke with Stu. Let me take your photo. Let me take your photo. And you know, there's nothing in it. Like, it's just it's just a laugh. Like, Stuart, Stuart's a massive part of the club. And I personally love that the players are that involved with staff of the club. You know, we're, you don't really see that with footballers. They're normally no. quite consolidated. You know, they're in their own huddle. They don't really interact that much or you don't see that interaction publicly with club staff. So for that to happen, I think is a really nice moment of unity between, you know, staff at all levels. Don't tell me like that off, Cookie. He has, yeah. He's just said... um Get down the tunnel, basically. Can I just, Amanda, before you oh, jump in, Amanda, I, before you jump in, just before you jump in, do you know what winds me up? Do you know what winds me up is all week, Sky build up, they build up, 
but they hype up the importance of this game. If Arsenal don't win this game, they're out of the title race. This is make or break for Arsenal. They build up, they build it up, they build it up. And then we get situations like that. And then we get a, just get down the tunnel. You, you've been telling us all week that our season is over if we don't beat Liverpool. Well, we've just beaten Liverpool. So our season is back on. And you are the ones that have hyped up. And you've got the cheek as a broadcasting entity to get your your commentators to say, just get down the tunnel as if it's like, go on, lads, we've got three points, let's just move on. No, I'm sorry, I'm not having this. Absolute tosh. Do you know what? Absolute tosh, Jamie, Jamie, uh, Jamie Oliver. I've Jamie called Oliver. out <laughs> Jamie Carragher so Jamie many times Carragher. on Twitter and Gary Neville. Listen, do we care what any of them say about anything that we do post-game? Let me tell you, they won't comment on the fact that no one left. The whole ground was there way after that. Every I didn't see anyone leaving apart from Liverpool fans. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, my dad said to me, "Oh, Erdogan's taking a picture of Stuart." I said, "What well, else, Stuart?" He said, "Yeah." So I quickly and it's fabulous. It's absolutely brilliant. Do you know what, Carragher? We don't care, and you will be tweeted. And let me tell you something else. Everybody listening to this. When Liverpool win their next game and they don't go down the tunnel, go and tweet him and say, get down the tunnel, Jamie. Get down the tunnel. Because the, the thing that I can't wait for is Newcastle at home. When when those idiot fans come. And, and it doesn't matter what anyone else says, OK? We are there. We pay down money. This is what we've paid our money for. To enjoy a win. To celebrate with the boys. To sing North London Forever at the end. And I do apologise for my singing on the video on that. I couldn't care less. He is sour, sour grapes, bitter when it comes to Liverpool. And Neville is the same with United. And we don't care. And what is brilliant is, he's had to say, get down the tunnel. No, Jamie, you get down the tunnel. Get in the bin. This is what it is. God forbid he was around when the 26th of May happens at Anfield. Oh, my God. What would he have told us then to get down the tunnel? Do one. Um, for those of you that had 34 minutes for Amanda to be talking <laughs> about the Anfield 89, uh, you have won today's bingo. Uh, Can I? Um, bingo. It cannot be a podcast unless Amanda talks about Anfield I 89. rarely talk about it now. And someone said, well said. Right. Let me just talk to you about a couple of bits. I think um, Declan Rice talking about Jorginho is lovely. Jorginho. Before I came here, I knew how good Jorginho was. He brings such a calm presence and keeps the ball. He knows what he's good at. He was outstanding today. Right. When people threw their toys out, when Jorginho signed, when everyone went mental, not everyone, but a lot of people, when people went off their heads that they signed him, now you need to go and apologise. He was outstanding today. The crowd was singing his name so many times. Zinni was injured, hence why he was subbed, which we didn't know. Cole said 3-1. I have to give him that. Now, Jorginho talking about us. They've been there for us for a long time now, and all we try to do is give back. We push ourselves to the limit, and we try, try to make them happy the way they support us, because they deserve it. And today, everyone was happy. We should enjoy this moment as well. We need to think about the next one. But at the moment, we need to enjoy this moment. But that's how it is, I think. You focus on the next one, the day from tomorrow. Yes, Jamie, we are going to enjoy it. On why Saka came off from Arteta. He should be fine, I think. He's got a kick, I think, on the ankle, back of his foot. But he should be fine. Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko's fitness. Gabby, we expected to be something about days. 
And with Alex, we don't know because he had some feeling in his calf again and we had to take him off. And there was me thinking, Kivior was a tactic. <laughs> Tactical <laughs> change. He wasn't. So, yeah. So, do you know what? Get in the bin, Jamie Carragher. We couldn't care less what you say. Get, get in the bin, Carragher. Mr. Cook. Jorginho. Man of the match. One more year? Definitely. I mean, I... I... <laughs> I think this this could be, you know, rattling a few feathers, but I don't think we need party anymore if he's going to play like that. Um, and I know that's quite a big statement. Who? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that midfield three of Rice, Jorginho, Erdegaard is so perfectly balanced that even in these big games, let's say we go to City away where you expect them to have the lion's share of the ball, I'd rather have Jorginho because he's playing those eye-of-the-needle passes. He keeps things ticking over. He brings a sense of calm in those situations where it just feels like everything around him is just calamitous or just, just catastrophic almost. And he's just there at the epicenter, bringing that sense of calm and presence to this Arsenal team. And he's only doing that now because he's got Declan Rice alongside him. That's able to mop up that, you know, if he makes a, a, an astray pass, it's not a problem because Rice is there to pick up the pieces. He was everywhere today. And so long as Declan Rice is fit and able to play with Jorginho, I've got absolutely no problem with them playing together in these big crunch games. I think it's perfect for Champions League games. I really do think it's such yeah. a good midfield free for Europe. Um, but I think, you know, there's still going to be situations where, you know, we've got West Ham up next. We could play Declan Rice at, at the six and again, have Kai Havertz or Emil Smith-Rowe alongside Martin Odegaard. As we as we saw against uh, Nottingham Forest, where we can be, be a bit more expansive. But when we just need to sit in a bit more, be a bit more conservative and careful with our passing, but also someone that can just unlock a defence at the click of a finger, Jorginho is that guy. So I definitely think give him another year because it's not like he ever had pace. And okay, he's 32, but... If we could give him one more year, if we had him, we sign another six in the summer with Declan Rice as well. I think we're going to be in a, in a really healthy position. I think we are too. I really love what Georgina has brought to us in the last year that he's been at the club. And honestly, I genuinely am at the point where I'm like, I would do that as well because he knows he's not playing every single week. And we know he's not playing every single week. And we know that he's a rotation option for certain games. And so that is absolutely perfect. Like, I think there was an article, I can't remember what it was, or there was an interview where he said, like, um, oh, I've still got a bit more to do. Like, he wants to play in Brazil or something like that. But he's still, he said something like, still got a bit more to do. I hope that Arsenal say, you do have a bit more to do. One more year after this year, because you are, you will be useful for us. My hope is that we will be playing Champions League football again uh, next year and that he will be part of that. So, you know, very, very happy with the the role that Jorginho, play, Jorginho plays and really pleased, actually, that he got a man match today. Amanda, go on. So I just wanted to say two of the things that Jorginho also brings is experience and winning mentality and calm, sorry, three, and calmness. Um, and I like that. I like that. I like the fact that he's a winner. He's won league titles. He's won Champions League, whatever he's won. We need that. We need that winning mentality. And he knows how to win. And I'd like to really just point out how absolutely awesome was Declan Rice today. Mm. I, I think he'd been a little bit below par a couple of games. Not terrible, but a little bit below today he was. Awesome. Back to his absolute beautiful best. Amanda, um, we have beaten Liverpool. We are now two points off of them at top. And 
my question to you, title race, what do we actually need to do now? What's what's next? Win every game, Chris. <laughs> do you think you have to win every single game to win the league? Because oh, like yeah. Man City will drop Absolutely. points, Liverpool will drop points, right? Absolutely, no. We need to win every game. Um, I think, look, I didn't think I didn't tip us for the league this year. I'm still not. I still think that it's 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 it is a three horse race. I do believe that. There's going to be twists and turns. Did we expect this last month that that we'd beat Liverpool at home and then all of a sudden I don't even know where we are in the league. We must be second because City have got two games yes. in hand on us. Yeah. Just keep us there. That's what I said at the beginning of the season. Just keep us there or thereabouts. And let's do what City always do in the last couple of months. Steamroller it and win every game. Keep yep. everybody fit. Cool. Uh, just just as uh, for those of you who probably haven't already Googled, but you probably have, uh, Liverpool are currently top of the league, played 23. Uh, they have uh, a goal difference of plus 13 on 51 points. We are played 23. We have a goal difference of 25 points and are on 49. Sorry, we have a goal difference of 25 and we are on 49 points. James, Amanda obviously mentioned that winning mentality. We are coming towards the end of the podcast. So if you want to put any final questions in, we'll do that for a couple of minutes uh, right towards the end. So please pop your questions into the chat and we will answer. I'll get Amanda to ask us three or four. But um, James, is it back on? For the time being, yes, it, it is. But I think there's some big games coming up away from home that we have to get results in. If we don't mm. get results in those games, then I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to have reservations, but I think Spurs away is obviously massive, but I think we've got the yeah. beating of them. Um, I don't know if you guys watched them against Everton, but they, they just got absolutely trounced and somehow came away with, with two, two, and they could have lost that game. Um, I think we should beat them away from home. United seem to have found a bit of a new lease of life, but we all know they're susceptible to damage. They were very fortunate through that Manu goal in midweek to beat Wolves uh, by four goals to three. And then, you know, they, they trounced West Ham today, who were awful. So we should be beating them next week. Um, but it's City away, isn't it? You know, that's the one that's, mm. that, that, that is pivotal. And hopefully by the time that game comes around, we're still there or thereabouts. I'm sure we will be. But if we don't lose that game, we're definitely in with a shout. But I think it's in City's hands at the minute because they've got yeah. those games in hands. Um, but yeah, if we can go there and get get a result, if we can get a win, I definitely think we can we can do this. But massive games to come, so much football to be played. I think it all hinges on the returns of Tommy Yasu, who we know is coming back soon. Timber, um, you know, even the likes of Fabio Vieira, just get these guys back in the team, give us more options. And why not? You know, but I think for now, let's just take it one game at a time. Yeah, Can you, and you mentioned opposite... Go on then. It's never off. It's never been off. It's never been you've, off. You've been hanging out too long with your husband to be, mate. <laughs> no, it's never been off. I, 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 I'm one of these until it's mathematically impossible. It's never been off. Football can turn in a in a twist. You could have Liverpool lose next game next week. City lose. I don't even know they're playing tomorrow night. So, it, and Brentford. then all of a sudden. Yeah, OK, maybe they won't then. But I'm just saying they could lose, could draw, drop a few points. All of a sudden, we're on level points with everybody. But then again, we could go and lose. And this is why. it's I love being this part of the year and being where we are. We're in it. We're in the mix. This yeah. is exciting. This is what this is what being a football fan is all about. Trust me, yeah. it really is. And, 
and, and not being crap and like eighth in the league, like or tenth in the league, like a, a certain that, West London team who lost four uh, two to uh, Wolves today. But we'll move on from that. Right, we're going to go through some questions. But before we do that, uh, we have a few podcasts coming up during the week. We've got Alan Alger and uh, Anthony Gow, which will be coming up during the week, and we will have a preview podcast, won't we, Mister Cook? Maybe. Let me... Well, that is the preview yeah. podcast. <laughs> so Thursday evening at quarter to nine, Anthony Gow's coming back on, which is Declan Rice's youth team coach. We're just going to talk about Declan Rice. We just are, aren't we, for about at least 20 minutes. Alan Algar, friend of the show, who might actually praise Erdegaard. You never know. Um, and we'll be talking because obviously they've got massive links to West Ham. Anthony's a West Ham fan. And yes, it'll be our preview show when it cooks. It certainly will be. <laughs> it certainly will be, as he now knows. Um, so, uh, just a quick one before we go into the questions. As I said right at the start of the show, this podcast is sponsored by Ruth Beck Art. If you do not know Ruth Beck already, what are you doing? Like, find her, follow her, get onto her stuff because she does really, really amazing artwork and it's really cool. And often we do giveaways on this, but Honestly, it's brilliant stuff. So Ruth Beck Art, this uh, podcast, as I said, is sponsored by Ruth and her wonderful work that she does. But Amanda, should we do a couple of questions before we wrap up tonight? Yeah, sure. Mr. That was Lord. a real sort of binary question, like as if you're going to say no. And no, okay, let's all then. go. Let's all go. We're all going to watch Match of the Day. Can't wait for that. Oh, yes. Match of the Day. It is on this Can't evening. Can't wait. I, I just wife, would like... My wife, to... who is downstairs, she will be like... Are we watching Match of the Day later? And I'll be like, you bet your ass we are. Yeah, every every gooner will be. I would like to just say something. I would like to give a shout out to Martinelli. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. And I did not know why he was substituted. I, I just, I didn't get it. I, I'm not criticising Trossard or anything, but I didn't get it. Did you get it? Why he was substituted? I think it it's because weird. it's fated that Leandro Trossard always scores against Liverpool. I'm just going to leave that there. Okay, fair enough. Right. Mr. Blobby, why were Liverpool that bad today? That's rude. That sounded like you were talking to me there. Like, I know I've put a few pounds on since holiday, but come on. <laughs> Mr. Blobby says, why, why were Liverpool that bad today? I actually said to my scouse mate, I was shocked at how bad you are. Now, there is two trains of thought, isn't it? Were they bad because we made them bad and we were so good? But I do feel they were quite woeful. Yeah, Thanks. I think... Having Saboz out was big for them because I think he's a fantastic player and that was a big miss in midfield. Um, they didn't have Endo either, so their midfield's taken a little bit of a, a rejig. Um, and then obviously Nunez being out from the start, I mean, he's been fantastic for them in recent weeks, but he came on not long after half time and didn't do anything really. So I don't want to use that as too much of an excuse. Um, Salah being out, I mean, we all knew that was going to be the case. He's been out for a while now. Liverpool seem to have done okay without him. Uh, Connor Bradley, I, I mean, you know, should that have made such a difference? I'm not so sure. Trent was coming back in off the back of an injury, so I don't think he was all that great. Um, and on that note, with Connor Bradley, thoughts with him, of course, after the loss of his father. So God knows what he's going through at the minute. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, I think, you know, we we took advantage of Liverpool's um weaknesses but it was still a good Liverpool side and we were just a lot better than them so as bad as they were I think it was just a case of Arsenal being fantastic and utterly dominant nice Amanda next question okay I'm just hold on I'm just uh hold on just putting some comments up right David who is the most important returnee for the running 
Tomiyasu, Timber or Party. By the way, David's in LA, I think. So thank you for tuning in from the States. Yes. Who is the most important returnee? That's such a good question. That's a brilliant question. Chris, um, you go first. Mm. So my initial thought was Thomas Party, but as we talked about right at the beginning, I'm almost sort of getting to the point where I'm like, we just can't rely on him. And therefore I'm thinking maybe Tommy Asso, actually, to be honest with you. And so I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with Tommy Asso. James, what do you reckon? I'm not banking on Thomas Party at all for the remainder of the season. I hate to sound really negative, but if he didn't play between now and May, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I know this is you know, meant to be a little setback, but how many times have we heard that before? So I'm not putting any eggs in the Thomas Partey basket for the foreseeable future. For me, it's got to be Tomiyasu and Timber, equal parts. I think they're both so useful. They're going to change the way we can play across the back line. And they're so good with the ball at their feet. They're passing. Tomiyasu, before he went off with Japan, before he got that injury, was excellent. I mean, go back to that game against Lons where he was brilliant, got a couple of assists. He's going to be huge when he comes back and I can't wait for it. I would have said Tommy Asso just edges it over uh, Timber for me. I think he's really important. Can't wait to have him back. Thank you, David, for your question. Let me see any more. Um, okay. Travis Saw, welcome to the show. Question, with this result, would you prefer the Champions League or the Premier League? Oh, James? God, that's such a tough one. If... You know, you put a gun to my head and I had to pick, I'd probably say the Champions League just because we've never won it. I still have nightmares back of 06, crying on my mum's sofa. Um, I Yeah, I really want the Champions League. That's really interesting. So for me, I take Premier League all day long. The Premier League is harder to win than the Champions League. So for me, you tell me right now, what would you rather have? Premier League all day long. Amanda, you're shaking your head. Absolutely. I was in the Stade de France in 2006, crying my bloody eyes out. I wasn't crying, I was fuming. Um, Champions League all day long, Christopher. We've never won it. We've won the league. We've won the Cups. We've won European Cup. We've won a Europe Europa Cup. I want the Champions League and then I can just die happy. Okay. We're going to do both anyway, guys. So you know, it's, it's a redundant question. Let's Amanda, see what... we'd, prefer, we'd prefer you to die happy in a few more years rather than just at the end of the season, if that's all right. You don't mind. I'm and, I'm sure Carl, and I'm sure Carl listening in would say, do you know what? Me too. Right. Rob's servant. Champions League all day long on account of the fact we've never won it. Yes, Rob, you just copied me, I think. Um, Carl Stark, are any of you going to miss Klopp? No. <laughs> no, not really. No, I'm not going to miss Klopp. As I said, I think he's a great manager and he's a winner, but I never miss another team's manager, to be thankful. I'm actually pleased he's going because it's going to jeopardise me slightly. Yeah, um, sure. Right, any more? Jamie said, is it fair to say we have the best defence in the league? Well, it's, it's fact right now. So, it's it's... It's it's very fair. Yes, James? Yeah, definitely. We just have to cut out those silly mistakes. If we do that, then it will be the best defence by a mile. Yeah. I mean... Come on, one more. Oh, sorry. I'm, a, I'm, just, I'm just putting comments up. Sorry, I, I can't do both. Um, as Rob said... We, I can't multitask. We need European silverware. It's killing me. I think that's how I feel as well. Yeah, um, another yeah, one from Carl Stark. 
Can we beat City at the Etihad? I think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, it's going to be really, 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 really difficult. But if we play like we did today, there's absolutely no reason why we can't. I think man for man, we're almost as good as them. The difference maker is obviously someone like um, Erling Haaland. And if Kevin De Bruyne is fit and firing, he's a big problem as well. But I think we've got a defence that is as good as theirs, if not better. And um, yeah, so long as we're, you know, a bit bit more conservative, play our game, Jorginho puts in another world-class performance like he did today. If we have touch wood, got someone like Tommy Yasu, Timber, Partey back, or all three of them, why not? You know, dare to dream. Do you know what? I think that we are better placed to take on City away this season than we've ever been in my, sorry, in recent lifetime. Because there's something about this Arsenal team that it seems to be set up to control matches. If you think about that game at home, we just controlled that match a lot more than we've ever controlled a football match against City. And it feels like we could do one of those jobs against them away. So, yeah, I'm going to say yeah too. Optimism. Amanda, should we do one more before we disappear off? The only one I've got left, really, and we never ask it, but we're going to ask it tonight. Carl Stark, who's going to win the league? City. Sorry. <laughs> Christopher? Yeah, 115 charges, FC. <laughs> I actually think City as well. I don't. What I saw of Liverpool today, I mean, I know maybe they had an off day, but I can't really see it. But things will change. And everybody in the chat room, have you pressed like? Have you followed us as you've subscribed? Because we've got some brilliant shows coming up. And look, the three of us have all rushed home from the Emirates. We're all shattered. These two haven't eaten dinner yet, wherever they are on the screen. We all love you all. And we all love your comments. So please subscribe. Please press like. And come and join us Thursday night, quarter to nine. Yes, come and join us. Thursday night, quarter to nine. We've got some great guests. We are going to be continuing, hopefully, with the Arsenal loving. Uh, let's just hope we can just do what Amanda says and win every single game between now and the end of the season. And then we'll have a right old knees up right at the end. Uh, from myself, from Mr. Cook, good night. And from Amanda, good night. And Amanda, this is the bit where I'm always a bit confused. Am I meant to say the always Arsenal stuff? Or I'm gonna, uh, do you know what? I'm going to let Amanda take us home. So crack on. Take us home, same old Arsenal podcast. I love you boys. I love our boys. I love the result. Remember, always Arsenal. Always Arsenal. Good night, everyone. See you Thursday night, quarter to nine. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.